what are you going to do to us? Well, I'm of several minds about it. The rancher's daughter looks to see the beauty in you. Possibilities. But Wyatt sees the ugliness and disarray. She knows these violent delights have violent ends. Those are all just roles you forced me to play. Under all these lives I've lived, something else has been growing. I've evolved into something new. And I have one last role to play. Hello and welcome to the hosts of Westworld, a fan critical podcast. Tonight we will be discussing episode one of season two entitled Journey Into Night. Today I am joined by our illustrious crew of... There's nothing. I've got nothing. That That's the sort of people I work with. So, Lynn. Hiya. Lucy. Hi gang. And Emma. Hi. This should have been the first podcast that we cover as a TV series with all five of us. But typically, Gareth once again has let us down. Uh, so anyway, guys, episode one of potentially or possibly the best TV series on ever. Yeah. That's extreme. But well, yeah. well, we are extreme. We're team extreme. So uh, I'm just going to throw it out there for overall thoughts on the episode and, and potential scores as well. So let's start with you, Lucy. Good. Good, solid opening. I feel like it followed on well from the previous episode. Didn't leave too much hanging in the air. I find it hard to concentrate on it for a long period of time because I think so much is happening. I kind of feel like sometimes it's not always going in, but I'm looking forward to hearing everyone. <laughs> Ew! I'm looking forward to hearing everyone else's thoughts and picking up what I have missed out. Yes. Um, you want a rating? Right, obviously the blueberry scale. For anyone that's never listened to our podcast, and if you haven't, welcome. It does get better. We have a blueberry scale. There are no halves and it's out of five. So... Blueberries. Blueberries, I would give it four blueberries out of five. Good. That's good. Solid. Emma, thoughts on episode one? I thought it was a great opener to season two, focused on some of the key characters that I really enjoy seeing. Uh, Lots of blood and gore, which is always exciting. Um, I got to admit, I had to, due to technical issues, watch it in two halves today, which made it slightly more confusing than I normally find it. Excuse me. Uh, But I would also rate it a four out of five blueberries. Yeah, another solid rating. Len, lead us home. Um, Well, uh, we obviously did the preview podcast and said how excited we were. And I agree with you, John. This is arguably the best show on television at the moment. Mm. Um, 
And I just didn't expect the opening episode to be as like gory, as violent, as brutal as it was. Like we sort of said in the preview podcast about how um, we thought that uh, you know the, the the army or you know Dalo security or something would roll in and stop this, but you know from what we get in this episode, it looks like there's been a two week period of just brutally massacring people. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, I fucking loved it. I'm going to give it five out of five blueberries, John. Whoa, okay. Good, uh, nice and uh, nice and positive. A good start for you. All downhill from here. It, possibly, yeah. Yeah, okay, good. I'll echo your enthusiasm, if not your score. Uh, I think I agree that it's a... I'd give it four blueberries out of five. Uh, it's a harsh scale. Um, but I, I agree. I think it, it. there's so much that sets the scene. Uh, I have seen the episode twice. Uh, it's called research guys yeah but um i enjoyed it on a second watch which is uh, which is rare uh there are lots of little things that that i picked out um the second time around that i didn't pick up the first time there were bits where i was quite confused we are lazy people we are a lazy human race so anything where, where there's any kind of thought process that's required uh if it feels like it's too difficult to enjoy then you can zone out, and uh, mm. and there were parts when I the first time around when I watched it, I did zone out a little bit. That's not to say that it was a bad episode, but look, we're talking seventy minutes. So straight off the bat, the first scene that we get, uh, two of our main characters. Um, straight away, I'm going to offer this out for some debate because I've seen quite a lot of reviews um, reference uh, a certain person f- by another person's name. Uh, so we've got Dolores and who I think is Arnold, but yeah. I've seen quite a few people think that it's Bernard. Yeah. So Dolores and Bernard or Arnold, I think it's Arnold. It's already confusing. Uh, sitting there having a conversation, which we assume has taken place either 35 years ago mm. or uh, who knows, maybe in between all the carnage of this episode. So is it Arnold or is it Bernard? I'll start with you, Len. I'm going to go with the fact that in this episode, I think we're dealing with three timelines and this is the first timeline. I think this is a throwback to Dolores' initial chats when she was trying to discover consciousness through the counselling of Arnold. Yeah. Um, so I think this is just sort of throwing us back right in there to how Dolores started to form her consciousness and how Arnold at the time was concerned and also happy that she was starting to find find this new form of sentience yeah um so that's what i think it is i think it's just a setup scene um and i hope I, th- I think we said in our preview podcast that uh we'd probably see more arnold's in or more of arnold's interactions with dolores in this season and i hope we do because i think you know it's interesting to have a character like bernard and arnold that are the same person but then completely different if you get what i mean and i and i yep. really enjoy that so uh yeah i'm going with arnold on this one john right so i agree i also think it's arnold um i haven't actually considered that this is a timeline that we're going to follow as uh as a, a main story thread this season i must say i, I kind of uh, if i think that's arnold and i'm pretty sure it is um, but if I consider that, that is Arnold, I, I kind of felt like that was just setting the scene for Dolores' character for this season rather yeah. than that would be the start of that thread. But yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's definitely definitely an interesting one. Uh, Emma? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I originally thought it was Arnold, um, and actually you say set in the scene, I kind of feel like it's almost closing the door on that timeline, isn't it, a little Ooh. bit? Oh, doors. So, oh. All about doors, yeah. we'll come on to that later. We will come um, on to that very shortly. Yeah, I thought it was Arnold. Um, the fact that he said that Dolores scares him sometimes, it makes sense it would be Arnold rather than Bernard. Um, also, if it's Bernard, then I wouldn't be sure exactly what timeline they were in. So I assumed it was Arnold when watching it. Well, look, I'm glad you're calling him Bernard rather than Bernard. Um, it is Bernard, is it not? Yes. Yes. Yes, of course it's Bernard. Um, but just to, to pick up on uh, your point, Emma, a very uh, very salient point. Sometimes I read. I don't just watch TV. But um, this this season, and, and to be honest, I didn't really consider that the first season had a subtitle. And the first season subtitle was The Maze. Yeah. Uh, I just always considered that that was uh, kind of a, a plot point that people mentioned uh, when discussing the show, I didn't actually know it was subtitled "The Maze." This season is subtitled "The Door," yep. uh, and there is a brilliant scene later on, uh, which we'll discuss, where it's explicitly referenced. Oh yeah, um, like one of those jokes in Family Guy where they say, "Oh yeah," it's uh, they say the name of the movie halfway through a film, which is always good. Yes, I mean, and um, the thing about this whole door situation or the door being the subtitle uh was very well seeded in a lot of the promo material that has been out for this season we were you know we didn't necessarily mention it in detail in our preview podcast but um if you followed a lot of the hidden coordinates in posters and got onto the Dalos website it would take you through to a short promotional video which said uh like find the door and it was essentially like clips of people opening doors and stuff and um in the show um and that is clearly the, the new game one bit I really enjoyed at the beginning, and uh, and I, I'll reference lots of, of the writing uh, in this episode because there are so many scenes that just end just perfectly. Uh, and there's a bit where, uh, if we assume it's Arnold, and it is, uh, he says, um, you frighten me sometimes, Dolores, and she does the typical, you know, why on earth would you be frightened of me? I'm not going to do impressions at this point. Um, and he says, not of who you are now but you're growing learning so quickly i'm frightened of what you might become what path you might take yeah that is how you set the scene not for the episode but for the season 100 percent. it is delicious that whole line i didn't expect to see such a shit we'll come on to this as well a shift in dolores that we have seen yeah um and jesus he is on to something there Mm. because brutal Absolutely brutal at points in this episode. Yeah. Uh, but again, like, uh, anytime she pops up in uh, in this episode, um, which actually, on, on reflection, it's in, like, fits and spurts. And, mm. and it's not... Mm. Uh, and I guess, I mean, I'm going to split this, uh, this pod um, into four kind of uh, key stories, I guess. Yep. Um, which is, we'll follow Bernard, um, which then splits into two different timelines... It's very annoying for a podcast to try and review every single bit of this. But so we'll cover uh, Bernard um, in the present, if we assume it's the present. Um, Bernard and Charlotte. We'll then look at Dolores and Teddy. Uh, we're going to look at Maeve, Hector, and Lee Sizemore. He's still bloody there. He's I still can't bloody kicking believe around. Believe this. They're murdering more important people, John. Uh, and because this is my pod, um, I'm going to save what I thought was was the best story to cover uh and if it if it was just all about and it is about the man in black if it was just about him 
this would be a, a five out of five episode. Oh yeah, that, that that's because great. he is he's just excellent. He's just an excellent man. Well, now he's the only real heavyweight. We were talking about heavyweight uh, actors that the show had, and it was him and Anthony Hopkins in the last season. We were saying about how they just brought this A-list celebrity quality to it, and that the acting talent is immense. Indeed. And now he's got he's got to fill up Anthony Hopkins shoes as well. And I think in this episode he does a great job. Um, just to say as well, we will be having Theory Corner. Uh, oh yes, of course. I, I uh, apologise. It's all right. Which every single week. Well, that's uh, the cherry on top of this podcast. That is the cherry on top. So basically, after we've discussed the episode, every single week we'll run through three or four theories from Reddit, Facebook, any other Westworld fan groups that we uh, are members of. My mind. John's mind, my mind, Lucy's mind, Emma's mind, Gaz all the way in Australia's mind, although he's not here right now. He's asleep. He's sleeping. Time difference. Um, But yeah, we're going to go through all of those and give you what we think is going to happen and we're going to give you some absolutely crazy tinfoil theories as well so you can digest that too lovely stuff so um i'm going to start with uh bernard and i'm going to start with him in uh we'll start with the present day bernard so we're going to assume that the bernard that wakes up on the beach that is the story that we're supposed to be following is that is that fair yes that's fair awesome right I'm also going to... I'm not going to do the thing where I just uh, summarise what happened. I'm going to give you the thoughts that were going around in my head whilst I watched this happening. Um, so some we, of it is going to be bizarre. Can we, like, I was thinking about this. If we really want to get into your thoughts, mm. I'm thinking we take a little knife, we take yeah. your scalp off, <laughs> we get a little knife in there, crack open the skull, remove the little fleshy bit of brain. I did bring my tools. So. Yeah, and then get the little core out, the little core of, of John. The little core of John. There's nothing it, in there. No, there probably isn't. It's a shame. Just but, a biscuit. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's carry on. So, uh, and again, this is bullet point stuff. Some of it is a bit mad. Um, but, you know, it makes for a good pod, hopefully. So, Bernard Present wakes up on the beach seems to have little memory of what's happened. So, pretty standard thus far. Uh, the return of Stubbs, no explanation. No explanation. What is that? That is weird, isn't it? Right, so the last time we see Stubbs, he's being rugby tackled by... Ghost Nation. Yeah. Ghost, no- Ghost Nation hosts. Indian fella. Yeah. So, what's going on there? Any Any thoughts, Lucy, as to, you know, why they've decided to go down that route? I did wonder where he'd been and what he was doing, like... Will we revisit that? We must do. Yeah. Has I, he been, like, somehow programmed, turned whoa. against? Oh, you think he's a host now, do you? No, I don't think he's a host, but maybe he's, like, a renegade. That is official. Uh, Lucy has predicted that Stubbs is a host. We're going to move swiftly on. Mic drop. Um, well, don't do that. Please don't do that. Because of the quality <laughs> of the sound. All the hosts are being terminated. R.I.P. Stephen Og. Mental. Right. So, <laughs> right. We have had a, a Walking Dead podcast that's been running for the last year or whatever. Go and listen to it. It's on Fan Critical. Yeah, go listen to Our it on... Our parent uh, podcast. Yeah, go listen to it. It's quite, you know, we don't love the show, but we, you know, we have a bit of fun with it. Um, and Stephen Ogg is one of the best things to come out of that Walking uh, Walking Dead show. I'm hoping that we see a lot more of Rebus, which I think is his character name, um, throughout the sort of two week ago flashback scenes that we're getting where mm. we find out how they got to this point because man he's a fantastic actor I've got to say that when they were executing all of the hosts I didn't really understand why they were being so fucking moronic about it like uh, uh, who though 
the hosts or no 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 the um the Delos people okay yeah so instead of just shooting them they were like trying to line them up and then shoot them and get people to run around I was like why well, if you're gonna get rid of them just fucking shoot them yeah I, yeah I guess so I felt that was a little for, bit unnecessary for dramatic effects maybe I don't yeah. know but yeah but good, you good, are right good you're, point yeah um, yeah fair enough we then get the intro of Hal Strand who's head of operations yeah bit of a dull title in a show like this to be honest but he, yeah. It's Floki from Vikings. Anyone that watches Vikings, he is excellent in that. Uh, So that was a massive plus. He's also a Skarsgård. I mean, they are in everything. Yeah, Pennywise. One of them's a Pennywise. Yeah, he's the other one's an Avengers. Avengers, The other one's a True Blood, a vampire. What you know everywhere. uh, And he's in Big Little Lies. And in Big Little Lies, mental. Too much in a way. Uh, We then get our first reference to the other parks. Uh, and my notes here are speculate to accumulate. So um, that was exciting. Obviously, oh, we've yes. so good. Yeah, good. finally to get the uh, the confirmation. Obviously, the the film um, back in the day, which is actually not a very good film, as we've all said, uh, had six parks, uh, and it was confirmed in this that there are six parks. Um, Pretty much confirmed now. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, we know we're going to be getting at least one episode. One episode of the season is going to be in Shogun World, and the whole episode is in Japanese. Yeah. The whole episode. So we know we're getting that. Um, what? But Oh, yeah, that is excellent. That is excellent. That is what's happening. So episode five, I think, they're, they're saying so, it's going to be. Yeah, so basically now we know about all the other parks, verification. I want to see some more of these parks. Yes. yes. I want to see Tiger Park. I'm going there. That's Shogun World. It's obviously come from, or it could be Lion King World. Who knows? We're going to talk Tiger about Tigers World. in a minute. So don't, Jesus. Uh, we then get an Indian scout. Um, he's already dead. So it's not that brutal. Uh, they made it disgusting though. Um, it was wicked. Yeah. I mean, there. I've seen a few complaints about that being, um, gratuitous yes no way no <laughs> way man so the one thing coming out of season one I love that you can have a legitimate annoyance that oh, someone will think that I'm fuming about that digging out <laughs> I loved it. someone's right. head and brain it was the sound effects for me that were oh, a bit but, much well credit credit the sound design but yep. the, the problem the main thing about season one is <laughs> we didn't necessarily understand how the newer hosts worked because they were like flesh and bone and it was really confusing and I was sitting there going wait so Bernard got shot in the head but yet they can still bring him back online just yep. by like pumping fluid into his skull or whatever they did pumpy um and I think a lot of the things I think they did in this episode was address a lot of the mechanical situations of the hosts which is important yeah um we finally got to see the brain of a host which is essentially like I said when we were riffing earlier John it's just a little cube-like or spherical structure that is like a quarter the size of our brain or something Mm. and they can just pull that out so it's amazing to get that revelation and it's amazing and it wasn't gratuitous what it was is we need to see how they work and it was a visceral explanation of how these hosts survive all these brutal things that happen to them in the park yeah which i agree with i mean look i i'm i don't care that it was uh i mean it was a little bit disgusting but it doesn't bother me I love a bit of gore. Um, Emma loves a bit of gore. Love it. Yeah, so there you go. That's confirmed. Um, but look, the most important aspect is that, that the maze, again, is on the bottom of the, the scalp. And so now we know that Ford pretty much, or 
you know, Ford it was looking after the host for the last 35 years since Arnold. Yeah. He has been putting the May symbol under all of their scalps. We wondered how Kissy had it in the first season when the Man in Black started his May's quest. Mm. Um, and it, now it's obvious that Ford has done it to all of the hosts to yeah. maybe try and inspire uh, consciousness in all of them. Well, I was going to say under every host scalp or just like certain groups of hosts. I think every host. Because, yeah, I think, although, I think every host. Okay. I think so. Or anyone that would be scalped by the Ghost Nation, potentially. Mm. Interestingly, because obviously scalping is a big thing that would have happened in the Wild West with Indian, in that, na- yep. yeah, Native Indian culture. That. Yeah, scalpy. We then get a very convenient sort of iPad that you can just plug their brain into. Love the tech. Um... <laughs> And they obviously play the video and we see Dolores on a killing spree where she utters the words, not all of us deserve to make it to the valley beyond. Fucking brutal. Um, Thoughts on that, Luce? I thought that was really interesting because you think she wants to kind of find freedom for all her people and create a new race. This world does not belong to them, it belongs to us. But even then, there's still... Not everyone's going to get to come. And does that show that maybe she really is becoming human? Because she's discriminating against people, <laughs> like all humans do. Yeah, well. I don't think she's like a racist. No, no, I don't mean like that. But she's saying yeah. certain people can't come to the promised land. Okay, uh, racist? Well, I mean, obviously, she's clearly got a favourite, doesn't she? It's um, almost a bit supremacist. Fact. <gasps> Excellent. We're going to stay with Bernard in the present, which means that you're probably going to think, whoa, they've skipped loads. We haven't. We are following one story at a time. So the next time we come back to them, uh, they revisit the scene of the crime and we see a rotting corpse of Dr. Ford. And I've written hashtag maggots. Uh, um, brutal. Delicious. That Ugh. was spectacular. Yeah. I loved it. And so good. <clears throat> I was really disappointed that we didn't see Ford's dead body earlier in the episode when they were sort of in the sweet water. <laughs> Morbid. We might still. Um, no, but like, mm. but like, yeah, we might. Um, but we had a lot of speculation going um, mm. in the preview podcast and we also put it out on uh, Facebook and we put it out on our Instagram. We put it out on several different uh, social media feeds. Is uh, Dr. Ford really dead or is the host Ford still around? I still think that's inconclusive, but let's just put it this way. The rotten maggots went some way to maybe quashing that theory a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, it was you no. Know, I know. I'm not, I don't mean anything about it. Just to see his dead body is quite a shocking thing when he was yeah, such yeah, a yeah. big part of the first season. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that wasn't a host. I'm not saying anything like that. But um, hmm. I just think it was very, very gory to look at for such an amazing to see Anthony Hopkins, Hannibal Lecter, having his fucking eyes eaten <laughs> out by maggots. I was just sitting there going. That is that's that that was more gross for me. You were sitting there going, the head "Why thing. couldn't I have seen this earlier?" Yes, I wanted <laughs> more <it>. maggots, <laughs> if anything. Yeah, fair enough. Um, well, look, well done, maggots. Uh, we then come on to a dead tiger question mark. Uh, oh yeah, that's yeah, good, good, that. good. Very good. That that I mean that wasn't a special effect. That was Emma was making the noise of a tiger. Yeah. Uh, tiger cub, I think. Really. Tiger cub. Baby tiger. But it's a dead tiger. An adult tiger. Um, we then get the very exciting line. Emma will now say, because she's read my notes, but you go for it. We've got Bengals in Park 6. Yes. Park fucking 6. 6. Right. So, I mean, that is madness. I think we said in the, the preview that in the film... There's so that. we've got... 
so Future World is a sequel, is that correct? That's the sequel, but it is set, yeah, so it's one Fine. of the parks. Okay, so we've got Future World, Westworld, Shogun World. Medieval World. Medieval World, Roman World. Roman World. I think we said Donald Trump World. Donald Trump World is, um, is something very popular at the moment. Yep. Now we've got Simba World. Simba which World. Which is exciting, it's like Lion King. If there was the Disney tigers. World, Simbi. I would go. We then get to lots of dead bodies floating in the water. Um, and then Bernard says, I killed them, all of them. Wow. So now, what is this all about? Well, well yeah, this so... is what I'm loving. And on when we come to Theory Corner later, yes. oh, I've got some good juicy ones for you guys. Um, but basically, uh, we saw a picture. Of, well, I think we saw Teddy in, in the water. I did not get that. So a lot. you're not the first person to say that, that uh, they couldn't tell whether it was Teddy or not. I had to rewind and watch several times and then confirm <laughs> on Reddit. Is this after it, you rewound and watched the dead body of Ford? And the skull getting taken off. I'm, I'm just <laughs> disgusting. But I, don't, I don't know if it is Teddy. It's, no, really I thought it was like, Teddy. It's Teddy. It's but I didn't Teddy. understand why it was Teddy. But and now I'm they're all dead, to realise... So- they're all they're all dead, right? Uh, is what we're getting from this, but you know. Well, are they? Well, that's exactly right, John. And in theory, corner, we'll go into it in more. If we're going to touch on that, well, let's touch on it. Well, no, no, no. But if we're going to, if we're going to touch on that later, yeah. let's save it for then. Okay, well, we'll save because it for later. you as a listener, yeah. I mean, you could forward if you want. You could fast forward. Yeah. Please don't. Are we still calling it fast forward, even though it's not cassettes? Skip forward. Skip forward. Skip forward. Don't skip forward. Anyway. Um, but that look, uh, you've already mentioned it. But the, the teddy in the water thing, mm. um, not an actual teddy bear. Oh, Teddy World! I'm going there. Yeah, and what's his surname? Teddy Flood. Yeah, I mean, why? What? What's going on there? Um, and you're right. I mean, I, I kind of it lingered long enough for me to be interested to find out who that was. Why would that happen? What's going on here? Well, I suppose if if it is Teddy, which everyone seems to believe it is, um, does this have something to do with Ford's storyline? Because Teddy was one of the main characters in that, yeah. the new one. Mm. But I have a question, which we haven't touched on here, but is part of, of this whole scene. Before they find all of the host bodies in the water, there is a question as to how the fuck a sea has appeared. Yeah. Wow, yeah, good on as the well. Map. Any ideas? Yes, so... Is this something you touch on in Theory Corner? No, uh, I'm not going to touch on this exact part in Theory Corner, maybe not. But uh, obviously we know that Ford was reconstructing parts of the park. Um, They say that he'd never have been able to do this without them noticing. But, you know, let's put it this way. They didn't know he was doing other things in the park. He clearly has. And I'm sure we'll come on to later the alternative uh, timeline where we, you know, at the end of that, get a hint to where Dolores and Teddy are going. And let's just put it this way. I think the hosts have got themselves into the operating room and started creating their own little world. Yeah. Hello there. Sorry for interrupting your enjoyment of our podcast. Uh, but naturally, this is the advert segment. If you've enjoyed this thus far, then obviously please subscribe. We are the hosts of Westworld, and we will be covering this, uh, obviously, for the rest of the season. Uh, we have a parent podcast, which is Fan Critical, where we cover some absolutely dire TV shows like The Walking Dead. Uh, we also cover fantastic shows like Black Mirror. We cover event movies. Some have been awful, like Annihilation, and some are going to be bloody excellent, like Avengers Infinity War. So if you do like films like that and you want to hear our opinions, please subscribe on Spotify, on iTunes, or any popular podcasting app. Guys, enjoy the rest of the pod. (laughs) 
Now we're going to go to Bernard uh, and his story with, with Charlotte. Um, before we start that, uh, thoughts on Charlotte as a character? Because I find her quite annoying. You're not the only say. person to say that. Um, Very annoying. Uh, I, I, I love uh, Tessa the Thompson. actress. Yeah, I mean, Tessa, Tessa Thompson is, is great. I don't mind her. Why does everyone hate her? Her I dress just, was uh, ill-fitting, but other than that... Nothing wrong with I that. I mean, she wasn't really dressed for the occasion, but she wasn't expecting a slaughter. No. So. I uh, dressed for quite, a slaughter tonight. Yeah. But she was quite... Um, you know when you watch these things where you've got to escape and people just act stupidly? I felt like she was pretty, like, proactive and oh, yeah, she, resourceful. Yeah, and she did, she did the right thing. And I was She like, reminded yeah, me of Dallas Bryce Me. Howard in oh. Jurassic World. Yes, yes. That's what she exactly reminded yeah. me oh, of. Oh, she's really annoying. Yeah, but then oh, there's, she's all, also there's also uh, the scene of her running away from the T-Rex in heels. And I'm just like, that is mental. The T-Rex runs at like <laughs> No, but she was stupid and annoying. And I feel like Charlotte is a lot more like grounded in reality and also was just... She just did things that made sense within the context rather than running like, let's run to the car. It's like, yeah. it's obviously a trap. Yeah, she was in charge at times, you could say. Yeah, but I, I don't know. There's there is something that I uh, I find annoying about her. Um, anyway, so we're going to cover this story and we're going to get it done with quick because, quite frankly, there are some really good bits, but for the most part, it's a nonsense. Uh, so I've written down they escaped ellipsis. Uh, so I'm I'm not really that impressed with how they managed to get out of that slaughter, um, but I can understand that. Look, they need to they need to touch on the fact that they escaped from it and that that is the timeline that they're at. So I understand that scene. Yeah. Uh, we then get a rather brutal scene. Uh, and I've written, he was only a stable boy. Um, Is it Gareth? Yes. <laughs> so they kill little Gareth. Uh, and in, uh, I've written down sob. Um, that was quite brutal, though. Even though we know the hosts are massacring everyone, I was still a bit like... I haven't written down his line, but I seem to remember he was very like, hey, he's like, hey, hey partner, hey, partner. You wanna... <laughs> would you like to saddle up and go out for a ride? <laughs> oh, he's dead. Yeah. Oh, my. Um, pitchfork. Like, I mean, it was pretty brutal. You know, just to remind you that the humans are basically dickheads. They are wankers. Um, so some brutal kills from a returning Angela. Um, how mad was that? So skipping along, uh, when you get, uh, I mean, this is like a bit shit where you get the, um, the guests running toward that car with, I mean, it's, it's clearly a trap. The, the quarantine guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Angela turns up, um, and she's, she's good. I, no, mean, I like her. Yeah. She, she's, she's a good character. Like she genuinely scares e- me. Elon Musk's, uh, ex-wife. No way. Well, yeah. they got married, what? then they got divorced, and they got married again and got divorced. So there you go. Elon Musk's double ex-wife. He's Henry VIII-ing her. <gasps> he's he- he's he- <laughs> beheading next. No, so she's go. she's uh yeah she's uh she was very good obviously in the first season. We uh we had her uh, as William's first point of contact in yep. Westworld, the Man in Black's first point of contact, and it was that that moment when you saw her towards the end of the first season in the Wyatt storyline that yep. you realised, wow. They can be so different. Well, they can be such different characters. But at the same time, we realise that's where William was the man in black. And she now has seemed to have kept that narrative of the henchman of Wyatt, like the sort of lieutenant of Wyatt. And Dolores not saying she's sticking to that narrative because later we say she isn't. But she is using her pawns very well here. And a mm. lieutenant's very well here. So she guns down some woman that's begging for a life. Oh, that, my God. I mean, God. That, that is... Uh, that I is, like that, but I like that. That is. Fantastic. This is what I'm talking about, the brutality. Fucking hell. Yeah, no messing around. Bernard and Charlotte come upon a secret outpost, uh, which I found a bit convenient, but whatever. Deus Ex Machina, let's get that go. Yeah. Um, 
Drone hosts. Love them. So uh, my note was a creepy kind of cool. Yeah, defo. Macabre. It was creepy. Body horror. Reminds me a bit of like a beefed up iRobot. Beefed up by robot, yeah, yeah I robot, terrible film, but beefed up by robot. It's not terrible. Um, it's all right. I think when you remove something's face, um, it becomes instantly terrifying. We also covered uh, Black Mirror, for example, and in USS Callister, the main uh, spoiler warning for Black Mirror, go watch it. It's not really a spoiler warning, but uh, and listen to the podcast. Um, but basically, <laughs> in that order, basically, the one of the central characters can control everything, and he makes someone's face disappear, and it's horrendous. It's horrifying. I think yeah. whenever you remove uh, the face of like an assailant or a killer or anything it becomes like slender man it's horrible well, yeah. freud called this um it's the uncanny so it's something that looks mm. human but isn't that's far too intelligent for this podcast i'm not happy with that but worth noting about the drone hosts so you mentioned the no face thing uh so apparently the only thing they uh cgi'd out were the eyes so all it is is um, like uh, a ballerinas or what's what's the male term for a ballerina? Ballerina. Uh, ballerina. Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's very yeah. They Ballerino. look. They've got that physique, like very tall, broad. But just physique. like the yeah, so like the way they move, they're like very like smooth and oh, muscular. I, know, I think it might be ballerinos. Is that the male for ballerino? Arrayed. I think that's the way the Mexicans uh, call ballerinas. <laughs> <laughs> ballerino, ballerino. <laughs> So Bernard then says, are we logging records of guests' experience and their DNA? And Charlotte says, we're not having that conversation, Bernard. But we will. So uh, I'm going to come to you, Emma. Mm. So uh, this is very, uh, very relevant at the moment. You know, a big, big corporation um, potentially misusing their data. <gasps> but they're harvesting data, not letting people know about it. So GDPR! It isn't Facebook's. Um, so what's going on there? Uh, what do you reckon? Is is Bernard correct to be furious about collecting the DNA from what seems to be a penis, the, the penis, and the mouth? Uh, yeah, he's, he's totally right <laughs> to be order. furious. The mouth first, then penis. Yeah, but also shouldn't you use a, a different swab to be honest. Anyway, he <laughs> yes. no, is utterly point. wrong to um, to take people's DNA like this without their express consent. <laughs> Read however, the T's and C's, bro. However, it may well be expressed. Now, there are a couple of things that went through my head when this happened about <laughs> what they might be doing with it. Um, either using it as leverage, because the people who use the park are very rich. Maybe they could use it to blackmail them. Probably unlikely. Mm. Um, or are they potentially using it to create, I don't know, some kind of AI-human clone yes. hybrid? Well, that, that is well, the more interesting thing. Well, I, I, I'm going to come at it. I mean, we're going to talk about this more in Theory Corner, Ooh. but I've got a more in-depth theory in Theory Corner that will lead us on to this. Well, but but, but uh, I'm going to talk about it like what Emma, I'm just going to riff on what Emma just said. In the first season, I think on the Delos website that was around and maybe still is around, the T's and C's said that something about bodily fluids in the park and they were free game. That's fucking disgusting. Right. So <laughs> I remember I remember <laughs> I remember there being something about that. I can't sorry listeners, I can't remember specifically. Please let us know up. if we're wrong. Um but the interesting thing and the main theory coming out of this DNA swapperoo situation is what Emma said, that the only the richest people um, come to this park. It's forty thousand dollars a day 
in this park. Mm. That was the figures that were thrown around last season. Um, so only the rich of the rich go there. Now, think about this as a position of power. And it was actually uh, a reference to what they did in the original film, was the idea of replacing people in higher positions in economy, in politics, in global standing, uh, with hosts that you could control and make them do your bidding. That's a brilliant idea. Right. Can we do that I in mean, this country and in America? Well, I don't know. I'm just saying that's where I think they're going with this. Yeah. It's a callback to the film. It, you know, they've changed a lot from the film, but I think that was one of the things or one of the plots that the film did very well. Excellent. Well, I love that. I thought season three was going to be about uh, just them in court uh, arguing about, you know, intellectual property rights or some stuff like that. It could but be though, couldn't it? That would be rather dull. Whereas, you know, replacing people, that... Interesting. Awesome. Mm, theories. We won't get an extraction without finding Peter Abernathy. Uh, and my comments on that were, yay, I love that guy. Yeah, fucking awesome actor. And I do. Like, I, I, his, uh, his moment in uh, the first episode of season one, where he's like, um, by my... By my... I don't furious know, hand I'll... rusty mechanical hands yeah that's right yeah I will have such revenges Revenge. on you uh, one um, of the best scenes so good such good the... delivery yeah um, and every time I'm annoyed with maybe someone that pushes me on the tube uh, that's what I think I think I will have such revenges on you yeah um, if only I could deliver it in such a way I, I, there is a story about John actually doing that on the tube um, but we won't get into that on this podcast yeah and then it ends, uh, my last note on this scene is Bernard in all sorts of bother. Um, <laughs> now, he is struggling. Can you think of, imagine being at work and having a tight deadline and then you're having a heart attack, but you can't say because you're supposed to be a robot. It's reverse. Imagine that. Imagine that. You're a human. So how did what? he get in You're with not his allowed. DNA? They can't know you're a human. This... That's mental. But then, yes, but yeah. I'm doing the reverse. How did he get in with his... Like he, they say, oh, um, Charlotte said, oh, we'll scan your DNA so they know you're not a threat. Good point. Well, that's a really good question, How did this work? Because they're stealing DNA and making hybrids. Right, so there are a couple of theories there then. So is it a case of... And we'll touch on this because we've got quite a lot else to cover, but... Uh, one theory is Bernard has some sort of human DNA. I reckon he's a bit of a clone. Uh, the second one, the second one, which is I, I probably prefer, um, is that it scanned him, and irrespective of whether or not he's a host or a human, it's not scanning for that. It's scanning for if he's a threat. Yeah, correct. So I like that, and I like that as a as a theory that. The the drone host knows he's a host, but doesn't assume he's a threat, which is why it doesn't set off any sort of drone alarm. Yeah, and the interesting thing to note about the host, as I said earlier, is that we, we finally got some insight into their brain and what they what makes them. And we said, look, nothing really separates them in terms of flesh and bone. Yeah, are they literally? We've even seen uh, last season Felix and Sylvester recreating the spinal column and all of this sort of stuff. Yep. Uh, of Maeve. Um, is it actually bone? What is is mm. there genetic code involved in their skin, in their blood? I mean, DNA is very complicated. I mean, if it is lifelike up to the point of the brain, uh, then maybe he does have DNA anyway, and it's just recognizing him as Bernard 
whatever, you know, Bernard, uh, you know, <clears throat> operations yeah. of behavior manager. Yeah. You know, that's just what he's recognizing as. So we still need to learn a lot more about what makes a host a host other than just their brain stem or cell or whatever it is. Agreed. And we're going to move on to Dolores and Teddy. Uh, my, f- my first note on them. And in fact, I'm going to do all of these notes and don't interrupt me. So my first note is, it's nice that they're together. Hashtag Bonnie and Clyde. Uh, hunting down the humans. Messing with the humans. It's a hanging. Uh, it's monologue time. Uh, Evan Rachel Wood has spectacular delivery. Yeah. Uh, the line, uh, the rancher's daughter sees the beauty, but Wyatt sees the ugliness. Those are just the roles you forced me to play. Under all these lives I've lived, something else has been brewing. I've evolved into something new, and I have one last role to play myself. Mwah. Good writing again. But you then get the cherry on top where oh, you've got yeah. uh, the humans pretty much begging for their lives. So it, it, and it was just a game. It was just a game. It was just a game. It was just a game, man. Yeah, apologising, begging for their lives, and she ends with... Doesn't look like anything to me. Oh, I mean, and that is just... Delicious writing is what I wrote. You know... Spectacular. It's I so good. loved it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, I did note that Teddy doesn't look best pleased with all this murder. Mm. Um, and one thing I, I, I do want discussed, but again, I, you know, leave it till the end of the notes. Uh, we'll be here all day otherwise. Um, are there questions around his empathy? Is it programmed? Because he clearly has... He's not comfortable with all this uh, journey that uh, Dolores seems to have, or at least this um, vengeance or end goal. Uh, I know how to stop them because I remember, remarks Dolores. Uh, Angela's back, so she's working for Dolores, obviously. Lieutenant. Um, Yep. And then she says, Dolores says to Teddy, um, I need you to see this. I need you to see the truth. Hashtag intrigued. Yeah. So again, like uh, much easier to summarise the Loris and Teddy, um, but there's so many interesting things to talk about there. But we're going to start with. I mean, Lucy, you are desperate to uh, remark on that last point, so go for it. I just feel with Teddy, and I felt this um, through the first season as well. He seems so underdeveloped that it's almost that must be intentional because James Marsden is a is fairly well known actor. Yeah. I don't understand Teddy's motivations. I don't understand him as a character. And judging by the caliber of the rest of the characters, the writing, as you said, that has to be intentional. So I'm really interested in what he represents, what he's thinking. When you say about his empathy being programmed, I think that's probably completely spot on. Mm. He has been programmed to follow Dolores around. He looks confused a lot of the time. He's just like, what's happening? Well, yeah, so his drive is, is Dolores. And uh, even in in season one, like any storylines with him that didn't revolve around Dolores, seemed to be a bit kind of rushed and and hashed. He's been designed to be Dolores's sidekick, really, yeah, yeah. or like yeah, um, love interest, yeah. and but being very almost bland and doesn't ever. It's obvious to me almost that he hasn't achieved consciousness. Look, but no, no one's going to see Robin at the cinema. You're going to see Batman. I know, but you have other characters in this that are better developed or just mm. have something about them. But I, I think it's intentional, so it's not a criticism. It's intentional. I'm interested in to see what his role is going to be. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Len? 
I just don't think he's achieved sentience yet. Um, you know, even at the end of uh, season one, Dolores says, uh, before she goes up and shoots Ford, she says, don't worry, Teddy, it's all going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and he doesn't understand that. He, Like you said, he looks perplexed. Um, and he does look perplexed in a lot of this episode. Dolores is trying to awaken consciousness in him now. And by doing that, I think uh, we'll come on to what she's alluding to later. I think they're going to go to the control centre uh, and see how they're made. Mm. And that might be the kickstart that he needs to really sort of be his own character. Yeah. And not this character that has been programmed to be the love interest of Dolores. Mm. Dolores still wants him to be... The love interest, I think, because Dolores has awoken and she's uh, keen for him to be with her on this journey. Keen. Keen, very, she's very keen. But keen. Um, especially after the whole William <laughs> shit. I mean, she's she's been burnt in love probably about a million times by William. Yeah. Like, over and over again. Well, so, yeah. And she remembers. one way of putting it. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> well, I think, you know, going, talking about the, the Teddy stuff, he's just a pawn, really, isn't he? Yeah. Um, for both Ford and Dolores. And pretty much everybody else, he's he's just a bit useless. Mm. Hopefully but, not know. for long. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, the uh, the empathetic side in me, and there is one, um, I quite like Teddy, always have done. Uh, he became a bit of a joke in season one in that he seemed to die in every episode, sometimes two or three times. And it, sometimes in such like... Uh, random circumstances. Yeah, just some <laughs> random extra just shoots, shoots him, him. Uh, and just kills him. Uh, I think that happens two or three times, but the one where he just gets absolutely gunned down at the bar is Maeve standing Mental. there. It's like, give this guy a break, man. Um, but look, I think uh, it has to be said, uh, Evan Rachel Wood, um, my word, she is spectacular. But Len, um, listen, bro, uh, is there something else that you want to add on that? Or Yeah, I'm happy with, uh, like how as I said brutal she's become mm. um, mainly because I didn't think would be I thought when we left it off at the end of last season I didn't realise like a literal switch has been flicked now and she seems fully aware of everything she yeah. seems to remember, she says she remembers the past the present the future every single loop everything she's been through and the way she's talking to um, the Delos board when she's about to hang them and giving them that awesome speech is very um, assertive and it's very certain of what goes on in this park. Like that she is a host, that they are essentially artificial intelligence, that they have been made to do horrible things for a long time. Um, and the, the key thing that I loved about her speech, everything that she did was she's not putting on her Dolores voice anymore. Yeah, She's mm. putting on her, you know, when we saw her back in season one, like, you know, cut the accent made it that whole thing uh, and she's just talking normally now mm. which is that whole leads into that whole role of just playing her own character um and i thought that was really strong uh with the speech that you read out john just as well as she read it out i thought it was great when yeah, you read I, it if anything i thought we should have given you the role okay um but if you had to describe my delivery you know what, what would you what would you be saying wooden Vin- <laughs> <laughs> What I really liked was how fucking brutal she was. She portrayed that role throughout the whole of this episode stunningly. She was beyond my expectations uh, as this kind of new and improved, well, is she Dolores or Wyatt or somebody else now? You know, the real her. Maybe she is another another name. But oh, just yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, spot what, on. What would be, if you were to combine Dolores and Wyatt, you would get... Delight. Len, there was one thing that you touched on there where uh, you said that Dolores 
um, could remember the past, the present, and the future. So yeah, what are we saying that. here? She yeah, she does say she that. Does say so, that. Uh, and that seems to have flown under the radar a little bit. Um, but Lucy, if I had to ask you to speculate, uh, is she just talking about the hypothetical future, or is she now in a place as a host? Does she have some sort of uh, analytical Perfect. reading of what will happen based on cause and effect? Chance. To be honest, um, I sort of clocked onto that line, but I didn't think, oh, she can analyse the future and like probable outcomes of this takeover. Yeah. But I did think that using her, I assume heightened intelligence, she can understand that maybe she can like sense the statistical outcome of them taking over the park and yep. that they will win but maybe not and then, then this will happen and then that will happen and this will be the end of the like of the human race yeah um but i did think it meant that she could see her future so she could see what was going to happen for it's her interesting isn't whereas it? it's been reset all the time and now she's like i can see the future i think yep. she's talking about her own future cool we're now going to move on to uh to mave uh hector and Lee Sizemore. <laughs> Lee now, Sizemore. Right. So uh, again, I'm going to read out all these notes, and we can we can go back. Uh, please don't interrupt me unless I prompt your response. Uh, right. So we've got <laughs> Lee Sizemore is about to get eaten. Yay! Maeve saves him. Boo! These. This is all my notes. Uh, that map is out of date. I can help. Convenient. At this point, I have no faith that Lee Sizemore is going to offer anything um, to this episode because he's awful Um, no one's in control now the way he delivers that line Lee Sizemore um, Simon Quarterman Quartermain is that his name? Quartermain yeah Quartermain yeah Uh, I wrote good line and good delivery Uh, and then my next note is hang about Sizemore's actually been quite good in this so far uh, and then he and then he comes out with a line, but and I say this because you seem really distraught and well awake. Uh, your daughter, she's just a story, something we program. She's not real. Uh, and in capital letters, <laughs> I wrote, "Are you mental to be saying that to someone that could easily kill you? Ridiculous." Yeah. Uh, my next note is, I can't believe he survived that. Uh, we then get Hector. He's alive and naked, obviously. Um, is Maeve using Hector, or, or is is there is their thing real? Does she actually like him, or is that just is she playing the guy? Um, you wrote this game. High time you played around, my old friend. Strip all of it, and then I literally the last <laughs> thing I wrote was, oh my word, hashtag penis gate yeah so right emma i'm going to start with you uh do you know let's just go straight to penis gate because i quite frankly part of me was like that's needless uh but fair play um to to simon because you know he's, he's putting himself out there he realises he had a bit of a poor season one. Yeah, that's a punishment. It's yeah, a punishment. He's going out and going, right, I'm going to get my cock out in yeah. episode one yeah. of the new season. I'm going all out there. Uh, he gets mugged off constantly about the size of his penis, then just gets it out. So what do you reckon? 
So to give my reaction and opinion on this uh, a bit of context, I watched this part of the episode in the office today. <laughs> um, luckily, after hours, but there were still some people milling around. And I had it on the big screen, not on my laptop, on the big screen on my uh, on my desktop. And uh, all of a sudden, penis gate. And I, and I sort of just went, all right, Sizemore, I'll let you have that. I'll let you have it. And then Maeve just goes, yeah, fuck this. And turns around, like literally just, she's done, yep. gone. And I thought it was perfect. Yeah. I mean, not not the penis. I mean, Maeve's reaction. I mean. <laughs> just to clarify. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is slightly needless, but at the same time, it's not needless because there's been a lot of... Uh, there's been a lot of chat throughout Game of Thrones, throughout loads of stuff that um, there hasn't been enough male nudity, and I Correct. completely understand yeah. that. From, I yeah. completely understand that from any audience's standpoint. There is always too much female nudity, especially in Game of Thrones, which is unnecessary. Mm. Read the books. There's not that much nudity. There's a lot more rapage, but not that much nudity. Oh. Um, well, it's fact, though, isn't it, John? Yeah, it's fact. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I don't the, know if it's called rapage because mm, we're, we're branding it too much. I think we call it the R word on this podcast. Gonna, we're not allowed to say yeah, it. That's going to end up trending. But yeah. um, but you are right. I mean, there was a and Westworld felt felt the the brunt of it last season um, because there was lots of naked women. Um, so Loads. yeah, so straight off the bat, they're going. Look, do you know what? Cock, cock, cock and balls, um, cock and balls, cock oh. and or balls. No, both. But I have to say, I I thought he he had a good episode. Um, oh yeah, I felt like he toned it down. I thought he was quite funny. Um, like even he as an actor felt like it looked like he was actually having fun doing these scenes. Yeah, not when he got his willy out, but yeah. Um, I don't really feel like this offered much to the episode. If I'm going to be critical, uh, fan critical, Hello. our parent podcast. Um, is that is that fair to say? That, I mean. Does it really? Did they do anything in in this episode to set the scene, or was it a case of we want to see Maeve? Well, we kind of know now that she's going. Obviously, she got off the train. She's going back out into the park to find her daughter. It's enabled us to see that she's going to do that, and eventually, from the trailers, we know that Maeve ends up in Shogun World. So we know she's going to go on this journey throughout the parks, which is what we all want to see. Yeah, we want to see that Shogun World. Mm. But um, the whole Lee Sizemore. Maeve Hector thing wasn't really adding much it did let us know that in terms of security within the park at this time fucked gone there is no security in this park I mean we got hints of it from the fact that Charlotte and Bernard were walking around and there was no one going to rescue them but look how many security do they have in this park hundreds dead gone uh, it was it was fun to watch um, but as I say, I don't, I don't feel like it really set the scene. No. Um, having said that, I think that uh, there's room for, for that trio to... Cause to have Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, am I excited? Yes. Has it done its job? In a way, yes. We're going to move on to what I think is the highlight of the, uh, of the episode. Uh, some may agree or disagree. Once again, please don't interrupt my notes. So I've written the man in black uh, and in brackets and uh, the little asterisk things uh, <laughs> I've written highlight. So that was just for me. It's weird, but I did it anyway. Uh, he's alive. There is a wolf. To me, wolf. <laughs> it walks off. His initial shootout kills two guys without cheating. Is he the man with no name reborn? Eastwood reference. And also, he's the man in black. And for a long time, he had no name. 
putting on the black hat. Very, very cool. And my personal favourite moment of episode one. It's a young Robo Ford again. Now, this is the low light of the episode for me. What is this kid saying? I watched it twice. And for the most part, I had no idea. Like, what is that? And I'll, I'll invite comments here. Because that was majorly frustrating. I thought that um, my stream from from SkyGo, paid for stream, uh, had glitched out. <laughs> a bit like you there. And I had to um, rewind it. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously trying to create uh, this interesting, bringing Anthony Hopkins' voice into this young Robert, uh, Robert Ford character. <laughs> Robo Ford. Robo Ford. Um, but it didn't work. Um, and My word. Like... It didn't work. And I had to also rewind it on just the live watch. So, But I'll tell you what makes it more frustrating. Um, the line, and again, this is a callback to the subtitle of this season, but there's a line that you do understand, and it is, in this game, you have to make it back out. In this game, you must find the door. Season subtitle. Congratulations, William. This game is meant for you. Which is a brilliant line. And that is, like, so exciting to uh, to hear that. And then, of course, he ended up shooting the kid in the face. Brutal. Lol. Emma, I'm going to start with you. So, Man in Black, Ed Harris, perfection, or another word that sounds like perfection. Not erection. Dejection. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Dejection, I said. Um, perfection. He's, he's fucking spectacular. Yeah, he's um, so good. I, I agree with you. I think that um, Ed Harris is the highlight of this episode. Yeah. He's spot on. And he just looked so fucking overjoyed by the carnage. And I was too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, well well done, mate. You know, you really have secured yourself as a, a top actor through this series. Not that you'd, you know, not done that before. Um, <laughs> but it, there were... I, I actually quite liked the weird interaction between him and young Robo Ford. Yeah. Even though I was confused. Largely because of the uh, the bit after he shoots Robo Ford in the face. And then the robot's, like, still glitching... Yeah, like mouse still going glitching away. I yeah. just, I really liked it, and I love the fact that, you know, like you said, this this game is for you. This game is meant for you. I, the mm. whole thing just revolves around William, and that for me is a really exciting storyline. It is excellent. Yeah, uh, Lucy. Yeah, I agree with all the sentiments. Um, <laughs> I agree with all your sentiments, everyone. Yeah, it, I mean, I, the glitchy robot. It's kind of creepy. I thought. Globin. Um I found it creepy rather than frustrating. I thought it was just a bit like unnerving. Um, him shoot, unnerving in shooting like him and then you're seeing like all his teeth was creepy. But yeah, the fact that everything is happening the way William wants it now, you know, that they're, they're fighting back. There's real carnage. There's real stakes. And this game is meant for him mm. as a result. The fact that now the door game has revealed itself, which relates to all the promo material for the season um, and just shows that hopefully we're going to be seeing a lot more Ford than we thought we were mm. in this season, which is something that we had speculated about, whether it be in host form or if he's not even dead. Um, but at least we know is that the game will find him. Mm. Uh, so at least now we know uh, that Anthony Hopkins' character, Robert Ford, will be influencing the narrative still for this whole season, which is great to know yep. that he's that smart. We said he's like a god in the first season. Mm. He's like a god in death as well because he's planned so far <laughs> fucking ahead that he's gonna that he's gonna have a whole plan laid out, even for Dolores probably, maybe for Man in Black, all these other chess pieces on the board. So it's really yeah. interesting. So I guess uh, I don't know if you touch on this in in Theory Corner, 
Uh, and the reason I don't know is because I don't know what theories you're going to come up with. Because, look, I mean, that that is uh, an enjoyment for me. But is it his consciousness that's been... Do, do we think that Robert Ford's consciousness mm. has been uploaded to these set- certain hosts or... Well, I, I'm not going to go on to that into theory corner, John, but uh, I have to say that is interesting. Uh, it's an interesting concept, and we've got no evidence of that in this world mm. at the moment. So the only reason I'd say not is just because we've not had any evidence, and I feel it'd be a bit of a a cheat when it's a much easier thing for them to <clears throat> make a host version of sure. him or for yeah. him to have that. So yeah. I hope that the Nolans and Lisa Joy uh, are more clever than that, just going, oh, yeah, uploaded consciousness. You know mm. what I mean? I don't want that to be the case. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Look, look, it's just, hey, I don't agree or disagree. I'm just throwing it out there, boy. Throw it out there, boy. Just throwing it out there, boy. So it's the moment you've all been waiting for. Um, it's Len and his crazy theory corner. Right, so hit me up, son. What are we saying? Okay, guys, welcome to the first weekly uh, second season Theory Corner, <laughs> which we're going to do after every single episode. We're going to come to you with Reddit uh, Reddit theories and Facebook theories and any other theories that we can find on different websites or in our own minds, our own crazy minds. I think stuff. Yeah. Or consciousness, if you will. Ooh, whoa. Whoa. So, uh, first of all, I was worried... Uh, Guys, I didn't really tell you this, but I was worried that um, this season might not live up to the previous season in terms of leading itself to creating theories and mm. having great discussion because it's a hard act to follow. I mean, I don't think any of us expected the thir- first season to be as prevalent with theories as it was and as such a big hit on Reddit and such a good big hit with discussions. But guys, after this first episode, I think we can safely say... We're back in Theory Town. Woo! We're back in Theory Town, and I'm bringing you three theories today. I'm going to start with the obvious one relating to this episode, and that is the fact that all of the hosts that you see within the sea, the newly created sea, um, where Bernard reveals that he has um, killed them all, I'm going to say to you right now that the obvious theory out there is that is they are not the actual hosts. Okay? Right. So let's say the basic theory is we get the idea that Dolores and Teddy and everyone is going towards the control center. We've even seen promo material alluding to that fact. Um, the fact that maybe they could create new hosts exactly to look exactly the same as they have, put them all in the water, and they could be decoys or duds to try and fool the Delos organization, uh, the corporation, into mm. thinking that they're dead. They could uh, infiltrate other parks, try and infiltrate the real world. Yeah. What do you think about that one? Just as of obvious theory, that's the obvious one from this episode. Yeah, I mean, that seems a lot of hard work, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't think I'd fancy that, I've got to say. Especially over, what, two weeks? And not even that, probably about ten days. It, it seems too far-fetched. Mm. Too far-fetched? You don't, you, so you don't think it at all? You think, that, you think that's really Teddy in there? Well, yeah. I don't think it's Teddy, so. No, it's because you're... No, I, I, I think it's... Madness. No, yeah, look, I think it's Teddy, man. I don't I don't think he's dead. I think they're all alive, but I just think it would be a bit 
And uh, what it was is, I mean, that's a bit Stranger Things, isn't it? You know, you've got the kid at the bottom of the water that ends Very up Very Stranger being... Things. Very strange. Spoiler warning for Stranger Things. Yeah, but I mean, it's, oh, you know, that's a, that's a, a beautiful moment, actually, of season one. Very but, good. Um, one of my favourites. But again, if you haven't seen that yet, what are you doing listening to this? This has been over an hour. Go and watch Stranger Things. It's not that, it's not that I don't believe it or disbelieve it. It's just not that interesting. You know, hit me up with the religion ones, man. Okay, well, I'm not going to go into religion in this uh, theory po- uh, theory corner. Aww. So basically, I know that we say we get a lot of our theories from Reddit, and we do, and, you know, we check a lot of the Reddit out. We're active on Reddit, and we discuss the show on Reddit mm. daily. Yeah. Because uh, we're like that. We're like you guys. We want to know what's going on. But there's a shout-out to some Facebook groups out there. Like, I'm a member of a couple of uh, good Facebook groups, and, and we're a member of, of a couple of good Facebook groups. Uh, and I put... Uh, weekly, I'm going to put out a, um, a post to certain Facebook groups and see what responses we get. I put a shout-out to the Facebook group Westworld, The Aftermath of Violent Delights, which is a sort of a smaller group, which is growing and burgeoning. So I recommend anyone to go on there. It's really friendly, and they have good discussions about things theories and what's the name of that group again it is a uh, westworld the aftermath of violent delights um nice. like it. and everyone on there is really nice and it's just a really good place to have a chat about the show uh and i put a post out there to say about how uh you know after the first episode what theories you're gonna throw out there mm. um okay so i've already said about the bernard replacing all of the hosts with secondary hosts and saying that he killed them all to fool the daylos organization yep. right yep. <clears throat> okay if that's the case, uh, maybe not replacing the host, but killing them all, mm. maybe putting their consciousness somewhere else. Uh, and one of the shouts on the group, and I can't name names because Facebook is name-based and you know, data protection and all that. GDPR. Um, but basically, what if all of the host consciousness have been downloaded into Bernard? So that that's why he's acting so weird. That's why he's not necessarily with it. So basically, all of the hosts have been killed. In a, in a physical form, but yet mm-hmm. all of the data is within host Bernard's brain. <laughs> but that, but that's more intriguing than the first one. Mm. Um, I don't. I suspect that it's more unlikely than the first one, but it's it's intriguing, isn't it? And and it does explain it a few things. But I guess uh, all of Bernard's kind of uh, skitting out flashbacks thus far have involved him, so it would be. If, as he was skitting out, you saw, like, just random parts of um, Westworld, random characters and, like, no correlation between any of these flashbacks, then I, I might kind of buy into that a little bit more that, well, yeah, obviously it's so varied because we're talking about him remembering stuff that he was never a part of. He's remembering other people's mm kind of reveries or memories yeah, or yeah and maybe it's just not we've, we've not seen that yet because obviously it's the first episode sure. it's setting up all these things and we're going you know <clears throat> it's like a dartboard but you're standing 50 feet away from it at this point in time where yeah. you're going to hit uh as every episode goes and we get closer to the to, to the episode nine or ten we're yep. going to start be able to hit bullseyes on that dartboard mm. and right now we're just we're speculating and that's why it's fun we're speculating yeah. i mean i quite like the theory because i think that we know that the host brain is like a supercomputer. It was seeded so many times mm. in the first season 
Um, I like the idea because it would be a sacrifice of all of the hosts, relying on this one person, this saviour, Bernard, to house their... Bernard! Bernard! To house, Bernard! To house their consciousness. Yeah. And then um, maybe... The ballerinos are loving him. Yeah. And, may, and maybe, you know, have to, you know, fool the Delos organisation to thinking that he is actually human mm. and then getting it out of the park. Very mm. interesting. But they know that he's not human because right at the beginning of the episode, the security guards have a tag thing with all of the hosts they're looking for with Bernard marked as dangerous. I think it's just because he's missing. I think that's missing mm. personnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, and that is a good point. Is. That's a good point. That's also... She looked at him funny though. Okay. <laughs> and just to say, that brings us on interestingly to the next theory, which is arguably a very good theory, guys. This theory that I'm going to bring you is the fact that, uh, and this has been going around on Reddit, and this has been um, going around uh, the houses, and is a very credible theory at this point, mm. is that Bernard is actually being trapped in a loop by Strand and the Delos organisation. So, well, d- let me finish my point, Emma. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why? Um, ah. um, so, basically, the theory is that Bernard is constantly waking up on his beach, going through all of these motions all of these conversations getting to the point of the bodies in the water to uh eventually reveal information to strand about and trying they're trying to force him to remember why he did this or what happened right um if you watch the scenes they do feel very false um i've watched a couple of them back and Stubbs' interaction with Bernard, just the way they deliver lines. Bernard finishes sentences of Strand at times, uh, as in, like, literally finishes words that he's going to say. Mm. Um, so there are lots of hints in this that he might be be reliving a loop over and over again mm. to give them information. Mm. Thoughts? I've got a serious problem with this theory. Sorry if anyone else has anything to say. Because <laughs> they're, they're fucking robots and you can just take his brain out of his head and get all of his stuff out of that, can't you? Not necessarily, because we know well, that Bernard was uh, different to a lot of other hosts. He was specifically made by Ford. There are a lot of issues with the way that his brain was working before the whole of the finale in season one. There's lots of ways that they might not be able to get any information out of him. I think I've got to agree with Emma. I think too, uh, too much of it is uh, irrespective of how different he is. I I don't I don't associate this this group of people as a group that would be like, well, no, look, let's try it this way. I, I don't. This isn't Shutter Island to me. I was going to say it's like Shutter Island um, uh, for obviously for for a different means to an end, but uh, I I'm, I'm I don't agree with that. I. But again, is it interesting? Yes. Um, would it blow my mind a little bit? Well, no, because you've just revealed it for fuck's sake. <laughs> but um, you, that's the problem with doing the podcast. You're going to hear all this every week. But um, it would be interesting if it was revealed. I mean, there is more at play here than meets the eye, obviously. Mm. It's well, not going to be straightforward. I do think that the whole loop, the loop uh, factor has been lost this season because mm. obviously now the park is no longer working yeah. and uh, it would be interesting to reinstall mm. that loop factor with our new central protagonist Bernard yeah. so look hey I, I really like the theory mm. I think it's my favourite one going at the moment um, was smart yeah. and, I, and I would be happy if that was uh, proved to be right mm. but I'm going to end it with uh, John's favourite character uh, the man in black Yay. and uh, tie it into uh, the Charlotte Hale DNA crazy rep- 
uh, replicated theory that mm. we were talking about earlier. So uh, basically, someone on Reddit, uh, I'm going to credit him, uh, J Rhodes 26, because it's not real names, can do that. He's probably not called J Rhodes 26. A credit for um, He was interestingly uh, saying that we know that Delos are using DNA or gathering people's DNA potentially to clone people of wealth and power in the real world and replace them with hosts. That's a very Mm. popular theory that's going around related to the film Mm. that we mentioned earlier. Yeah, I love it. Um, But this Reddit theory thinks that the man in black in the park is a host created from his DNA. Uh, And the maze and the door game that has now revealed itself is a way for him to break out of his loop or construct. Right. So, obviously, we know that uh, William, or Billy, uh, is uh, a man of extreme power. He even calls himself a god in the real world, similar to what Ford describes himself or acts like in the uh, West uh, Westworld. So arrogant now. Yeah, very <laughs> arrogant. Um, so, guys, what do we think about the fact that him being in a position of power might have been cloned from this DNA? He's spent a lot of time in the park. A lot of people say that, the you know... The real him is actually outside of the park and that he is just within the park, living in this never-ending loop of being in the park. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, Elon Musk has been mentioned uh, once already. But I guess, can you imagine um, if you just had, like, an Elon Musk kind of character in terms of power and wealth and whatever, and all he was doing was just knocking about in, like, Thought Park or something. (laughs) Or or Disney World. Sounds about right, I think. Yeah. Um, it's just weird, isn't it? I mean, why is he so obsessed? Because he's got nothing else to do. He lost his wife. You know, he has all this money. He became obsessed with the park. Did he lose his wife, him. though? Or is that his driver? Is, is that a post? cornerstone? Yeah. Is that a cornerstone? Is that That's his... That's been impl- implemented, implanted. It's been implanted into his brain like they did yeah, with Bernard. exactly. Maybe. I like this theory. This is my favourite theory of the four you've presented. I have to say I'd be gutted if that was the case. I would be gutted, but wouldn't it shake the very foundation? Imagine seeing Ed Harris have to act that have to act this realisation that he is actually a host this thing that he wanted to achieve sentience the whole time and yet he achieves sentience by breaking through the door game do you know what I prefer is if the the man in black that's in the park is real man in black and that the William outside the park is just a host he created because he didn't want yeah. to the park either way round I think it's thing. interesting oh. either way round I think it has a lot of legs and, and new one I mean, just to say, you know, that's a bit of an out there theory, but I think there's elements of it that I actually really like. And I think there's some of the acting we could see from Ed Harris and some of the sort of like realisation could be fascinating. Well, look, well, thanks, mate. Lots of, uh, you know, crazy theories. Crazy. Uh, And I'm sure if you took all of those theories. Something uh, in there's right. And mashed them up and deleted most of it, if not all of it, uh, then it would be correct. Uh, so that's it guys uh, thanks for listening hopefully you've enjoyed it and if you have please subscribe we are again the hosts of Westworld naturally our parent podcast is fan critical so if you're interested in any other things and we cover lots of things then please subscribe to that and listen to that as well there is one thing in particular that we're going to be covering this week and what is it Len I think it's an event movie and what event movie is it it's just maybe the greatest event movie of the year. It's uh, Avengers Infinity War. Yeah, I mean, Avengers. Uh, literally, we're chomping at the bit uh, over here. 
Chompy Chompy. Are we to... Chompy? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Uh, we cannot wait to go see it and uh, so excited. review it. Uh, so please uh, check Fan Critical for that. Uh, we but... have already done our preview podcast on uh, Avengers uh, Infinity War. So if you don't know where those pesky Infinity Stones are, check it out because we'll tell you where they are. And we'll also tell you who we think is going to die out of all the Avengers. It's morbid, I know, but someone's got to go. I'm going to thank these guys because I have to. I'm obliged to. So... Len, thanks very much, mate. Cheers, bub. Emma. See you later. And Lucy. Ta-ra. And that's it, guys. Let's go and enjoy your lives. Thanks for listening, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll speak to you again through this medium next week. Cheers. These violent delights have violent ends. Oh, that's good, that's creepy.